So guys, it's we've done half. We've done six episodes. We're on a seventh one for July. Hey, July, July's JLS. How are you all keeping? Good, all good, right. good. Yeah, yeah. Excellente. Well, um, we, we've gone for a bit of a special one-off on, on today because July was such a bumper-packed month. We've decided to go for four. It's the you know the fourth of July, July four, four for four, four for four for four, four for the fourth of July. Well. Um, yeah, so we're gonna we've got top fours, not top threes this 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 month, um, and I, I've decided to to go first myself to start off with some controversy. This is my number four for this month, is the one that the almost ran that would have been, uh, and that's uh, I'm gonna call them by their original name, Girl Band or Gilliband, as they've recently changed their name. I think they're the first band to have ever uh, changed their pronoun as such. <laughs> Did you guys see all that? happen once you pointed it out i i've read read up about it i saw people talking about it on the um on the chat but i didn't know who they were anyway so it didn't really no. did you did you not know them before yeah oh ah, i'm interested about that i didn't i thought you might have heard of them if this this track that you're about to play is anything to go by i'm not really that bothered that i haven't heard of them before <laughs> oh man talk about it's described as noise rock which i didn't know was a genre You've really pissed on my Mr. Chips at the start of this one, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I do think we should issue a trigger warning before we play this. People with musical sensibilities might be might be offended. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to speak to D- uh, Lee and see if I can phone a friend and see if I can get Shane's number or something. Man. <laughs> like, cheers, Shane. Look what you got me into. No, I really like this track. It's not just because they're, they're, they're Irish. I do actually like this track. I know you guys obviously don't already. You've already prejudged it. <laughs> Um, but worldwide listeners out there, this is Eight Fivers uh, and Gilliban.
Well, thanks for sticking with that, boys. <laughs> that was the longest two minutes oh, of my life. Come on! <laughs> I, I, I've had I've had more fun in a dentist chair. Than really? That. Is it really that bad? Yeah, it is. It really is. You know how we're always saying that they sound better on headphones. That actually sounds a lot worse than Jesus I remember. Christ. What is it? Is it the sound? Is it? Is it the everything, lyrics? Everything. It... Yeah, the inane lyrics. And having a guy shouting at you, just monotone, he's, he's... and then occasionally just blasts of noise. Yeah, well, that's it adds some structure to the song. I don't know what I like about it, but I just like it. Yeah, no, it's fair enough. Um, I don't know what you like about. It. Well, he's obviously he's obviously uh, upset about spending money on on cheap clothes, isn't it? You know. Is that is that it? Yeah, well, that's a shame. That's that's just yeah. Getting back to their name change because I thought this was really interesting. And uh, in a statement, apparently, the Irish group wrote that the name was chosen without much thought, from a place of naivety and ignorance. A bit like their lyrics, then. <laughs> <laughs> they say they made the decision to swap "girl" for "giller," which is an old Irish name, to negate any unfortunate role they've played in propagating a culture of non-inclusivity in music or otherwise. Well, they've definitely excluded you. From liking their music. <laughs> well, no, I I didn't have a problem with either either name. Um, it's, it's the music that, that I have a problem with. I mean, I I get where they're coming from. Okay, that if it sounds like they're taking the piss out of girl bands, I can see, and and they're saying, "Oh no, we don't mean that." But Jesus, just it's everybody that sensitive these days. It's, nobody got a sense of humour anymore. It's just crazy. It's just a strange name in the first place. I well, it's, it's, a, it's a very lame... If they, if they were a girl band, then fair enough. Yeah, but, yeah. Know, it it, it was a strange name. An odd name anyway, yeah. yeah. But to change it is yeah. just... Uh, I, I think that that smacks of um, a desperate virtue, sig uh, virtue signalling or it's um, publicity stunt, or both. So, uh, well... Dear me. <sighs> I wish that went more positively, but um... <laughs> yeah. if we were going to use the hit or miss voting system, that 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 yeah. that would be a a miss completely. Well, yeah. to be fair, it makes a change because normally we do tend to all agree on things being really good a lot. Of the yeah, time. yeah, no, it's good to uh, it's good to uh, disagree. Makes a change. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. More conflict required. <laughs> so, Stokey, um uh, him and the soft. Let's mood. hope this isn't a misgendered song, Jesus. Oh God, yeah. Him, him forward slash her. Yeah, they, them, they. Right, let's have a little listen because this is a new one to me. I never heard of these before. So this is Soft Moon Fish Laugh with him.
There's a soft moon. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Left of silence. Is that what was? That, that's what's... Yeah. I think I put that on, didn't I? You did. Yes. Yeah. You've got one this this month and only. Yeah. Woo! Not done. Not done very well. No. Oh, uh, now you know how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling. Just. Spotting the record label there. It might have been an email. Ah. So no idea. I think I probably had Stu in mind when I put it ah. Really? <laughs> I, t- I wouldn't have thought that was obviously to my taste. I'm kind of surprised myself. Oh, okay. I thought the kind of 70s stroke 80s synth thing. Okay. Yeah, I do like that swirling. That's the first thing that gets me. And the slightly poppy singing. Right. Um, okay. Okay. Um, I, I am, I'm obviously mo- more uh, transparent than I thought I was. <laughs> I wasn't suggesting you were transparent. <laughs> anyway, you know, you, you know what it's like. You you put you bang on stuff that you think you know. Yeah, of course. Weird, yeah. Don't you? Yeah, and then yeah. Sometimes you forget. So what did you like about it, Stu? <laughs> oh no, Stu, Lanny's just told you what you like. Uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, my spokesman can explain. No, um, <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, everything. It's the it's the swirling synth, which is the first thing that grabs grabs you, kind of thing. Uh, and that sounds just fantastic with you know proper hi-fi headphones on and but then the, the that just the the rhythm it's a it's a pounding pumping rhythm that doesn't let up and his lyrics uh you know the voices i don't know what he's singing about um no idea but just just like it yeah to summarize to summarize i just like it i just like it <laughs> that's that's all I, that's all it's about so thumbs up all around from that one, which is uh, a better start than my first track. Moving on, Chris Forsyth, Lowney, experimental and professional. Is this guy a, any a really bit, A bit like Chris himself. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> experimental. Um... <laughs> the ever experimental professional. Steve put this on anyway. Um, and, well, play the track and then we'll talk. Cool. Here we go. This is experimental, the ever experimental professional, Chris Forsyth.
What did you all think of that? It's just an exp- It's just instrumental all the way through, isn't it? This is. It is, but it rarely gets going. Um, it's that drone sort of guitar that's very Keith Levine like, um, and then it kicks into a real groove. Yeah. Um, what's the word? Like Gang of Four. That's a really edgy kind of guitar style um, that Gang of Four were famous for. Uh, it's actually quite trendy these days. It's what all those post-punk bands do. But, yeah. Um, He's been around for a while, and he? he's been working with different various yeah. Grateful Dead and television. And well, I don't think it's been around quite that long, but um, <laughs> sorry, he's he's, ch- he's channeled the Grateful Dead, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he was in the Grateful yeah. Dead, um, no, but he's been around since the early 2000s, apparently. Yeah, what year were the Grateful Dead out in? Uh, 60s, 60s yeah. And you will know, I'm getting confused with you will know us by the Trail of the Dead. Right, yeah, okay. I always get them two mixed up. I know one's considerably longer than the other, but... Um... Grateful Dead were famous for playing gigs that lasted about three days. Wow. Literally. Are they still alive? Do you know if they're still alive? <laughs> I think some of them are. I think some of them still play, don't they? Uh, what was the guitarist's name? Ah, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, I just can't think of his name. Uh, here we are. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this month's um, Tony Visconti. <laughs> they played Woodstock, yeah. didn't they? I was about mm-hmm. to say that they were mentioned. Have you, have you watched Trainwreck yet? No. No. Oh. No. Is it good? You have to. Really? You have to. Okay. I can't decide whether I'm going to bother or not. Didn't really pay any attention to it at the time, so I don't know. But it's not. It's not about that. It's not about the the music at the time. Mm. It's about what happened, like the organisation and right. Yeah. Mm. Is it is it like the time the Rolling Stones uh, employed the Hell's Angels as their security crew? Element. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So first instrumental track for a while we've had, isn't it? I think. Is it? We can say there's plenty on the playlist, isn't there? We <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we had, we had uh, Noi last month. That's true. Yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah. But well, just just destroy everything I say or break it apart. <laughs> <laughs> right, and well, those are the number fours and moving up to number threes. So, um, only good things. Now, this song initially, when it came out and was played, was met with a little bit of uh, disdain, I suppose, and a little bit of disappointment. Upon further listening, it does actually, it really grabs. I'm not sure if you've had a chance to, to have a couple of listens yet. But I, I've definitely changed my opinion on it, and that's why it's come in at number three. And uh, have a listen to it and, and see what you think after this is the murder capital and only good.
go. Some more lads from the uh, area there. Murder Capital. What did you think of that? Was it the Irish? Was it? I didn't know. What? Yeah, man. I don't know much about them. I know everyone keeps banging on about them. Oh, if you're not, you, you're not massively into them, then I know. Uh, I've never paid much attention to them, to be honest. I didn't know didn't know they sounded like that. They don't normally. I they were much more noisy. They are. This is a bit of a, a bit of toned down for the second album, I think. Right. It'd be interesting to see what the album's like, because I, I hope this isn't their Kings of Leon kind of moment where the the ghost shit like the first album was awesome like youth and young manhood and then yeah kings of leon went gradually shitter and shitter didn't they yeah until... after so... jesus what did you think of that was it a bit soft for you or i no, i i don't love it but it's a nice it's a nice tune it's good it tune. Is... um i don't think it was anywhere near my top no less to be honest but you know, it's inoffensive. It grew massively on me. Initially, I, I thought, what, what the fuck is this? What have they done? Is this the first single? It's the first single off the new, or, you know, since since yeah. the last album. Um, right. So, yeah, it's a grower, maybe. Dookie, what was your verdict on you that? Know, I obviously like it because I put it on the playlist. Um, I, have, I haven't got into this stuff previously, so... Oh, I highly recommend it. Well, it just doesn't grab me. just does not do it for me. I might give them another listen, but, you know, there's so many bands out there um, yeah. This is a bit different, but still, I, I just find it more melodic than than, than the other stuff. Um, Stooky, you're next, and you picked yeah. one of mine. Yeah, there you go. See, they've been knocking around in the group for for a good few years now. They have. Um, right, this is Ice Age. All the junk on the outskirts.
There we go, Ice Age there. So, Stooky, was that, is that a new... Are they a new band to you, or is that a new, new discovery? Uh, well, they're, they're a band that, to me, they're a bit di- difficult to pinpoint what their sound is, because I've heard Ice Age stuff before, obviously, it's been on playlists, Guns yeah. playlist for the last two, three years, and it's not massively grabbed me. I don't mind them, but it's not massively grabbed me, but that one just sort of jumped out a bit more. Um, but I might give them, I might delve a bit more into their their back catalogue and uh, yeah. and explore. I didn't realise that. Well, they're Danish, are they? Some? Where, uh, it what, says there, yeah, they've got some a Danish quartet. Did not uh, know that, right? Okay. No, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they they might be my new favourite Danish rock band. <laughs> Lonely, what about yourself and your relationship with Ice Age? Or do you have any kind of listening? relationship no i have heard stuff by them and i have liked stuff by them but they're not really i've not sort of listened to loads of their stuff yeah um that surprised me a bit i like it um it's not what i thought was typical of theirs are they a band that's going to have to change their name to keep up with the times oh <laughs> here we go <laughs> are, are they are they uh, global warming deniers uh right moving swiftly on <laughs> Minami Dutch Grumpy Joa. This is one of yours, and it's a great rock tune. I did some homework today because I'm sick and tired of hearing me say, I'm always saying, yeah, but I don't know much about them. So I thought, right, I'll do some homework. <laughs> uh, they're from Tokyo. They're Japanese. So they might be doing kraut rock, but they're Japanese. But it's a Japanese kraut rock. Japanese kraut rock, yeah. Whatever that is. Jout rock. I was about to say jout drought <laughs> rock. Yeah. <laughs> There's some good like indie kind of left field bands that are coming out from Japan. There's loads of good Japanese. Yeah, I mean Mono are Japanese. Yeah, you know, and obviously they've been around for years. But, uh... Well, it's it's because they've all uh, all the youngsters have given up drinking and sex, haven't they, in Japan? Yeah, well, they've got to do something. So anyway, Minami Touch, Grumpy Joe.
got us groovy, baby. <laughs> you can tell, actually, he's Japanese, can't you, when you listen to it? When you know. <laughs> Stuki, what was that What was that like for you? Yeah, I like it. It's, it's a funky little number, isn't it? It's quite, um, quite different. I don't really know what I'd say that's like, really. It is a little can-influenced, isn't it, um, if we're honest? But... If you say so. Do you not know much cans, do you? No, I don't. Hey, right. right. You should check him out. Sound a bit like that. Um, <laughs> no, Gallagher's a fan, Loney. Everyone's a fan of Cam. They who must not be named are huge fans of Cam. Oh, okay. That's what have been listening to when they create Kid A. You know? Yeah, so who put that on, Loney? Steve put that one on. Uh, it's just like they got three listeners or something. How many listeners have they got, J-Mac? Who can? No, no, them. <laughs> my my, my nami, um whoever they are. The 29,000. Yeah, thirty grand. Yeah, doing all right. That is a lot for Steve. Yeah. It's mainstream. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that rounds up our top threes. Now on to the number twos. So this one again, Woody Woodward turns up with the goods. This on Dactyl Terror, they won like won a competition to play, open this a stage. I think it was the far out stage, maybe at, um, at Green Man. They're Welsh band, by the way. Tsunami. Go. to know what pedals he's using to get that sound out of the guitar it's beautiful it's great sound isn't it yeah it yeah. is a great sound isn't it edgy and yeah uh, did that butter your parsnips is that was that something that you all 
agreeable with. I really like that, actually. Um, more so, you know, like Steve always says on the headphones, I think that mm. was, I, I listened to it and liked it, but again, it wasn't on the top 10, but listen to it then, that's um, right on my street, going to have to go back and investigate yeah. further. Did you ever do that when you were like growing up, just sit down in your bedroom, lie back on your bed and just listen to the music like? Oh God, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all I did when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if kids do that anymore now without being interrupted or, you know. No, the difference is these days you'd probably be scrolling through your Instagram feed at the same time as mm. listening to, uh, you know, your early Floyd album. It's it's not the same though. If you yeah, it, it isn't that. the same and albums aren't made the same. There's very few, certainly in the mainstream, that are made to be listened to as an album all the way through. No. Um, and, and so bands can't be guaranteed that you know, they've got to kind of fight for, vie for your attention. But you used to go home with your new album, didn't you? And then yeah. Play it over. I used to play about three or four Absolutely. times on the day, on the day I bought an Absolutely. album, and then you sit yeah. there scouring the cover. Yeah, and, and that's the difference. Last, we had the yeah, cover to look at. Every last bit of small yeah. print, you know. Yeah. And... You know, I was listening to that um, the uh, A to Z of Bowie, uh, Lowney. Oh, if you start. Yeah, yeah. Right, Which, nice. It is very listenable. Um, and, oh, it's yes, and. Um, yeah. They were talking about how they thought the uh, Aladdin Sane cover was the best album cover ever. And, you know, how it costs a lot of money to make. And, you know, Tony DeFries, uh, Bowie's manager, basically said to the, the, the guy, the uh, photographer said, make it expensive. And he basically said, no problem. because um, Well, his, his view was that if you had an expensive album cover, the, the uh, record companies would take it seriously and they'd put some money behind it. But of course, it's yeah. very different now that all that that has gone. You know, the model's completely broken. So, um, yeah, I, I just think that uh, it's it's changed. How many of these band? How many of these album covers would work now as a, as a you know vinyl on vinyl? Maybe they would. I don't know. I mean, it's supposed to be fair. Even the mainstream is having a bit of a vinyl revival. Although I'm not sure who buys like Adele's album on vinyl. But there you go. But <laughs> I suppose there is. You know, because of that revival, the perhaps is a return to making proper album covers and thinking about what you'd hope so. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you're talking about David Bowie, but obviously Floyd with um, what was his name, Storm mm. Ferguson, that used to do all the album covers. Yeah. It's like part of the part of the package. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. They had their style, didn't they? A particular kind of style, yeah. and and. Um, you know, it's very difficult these days. This has just been certain there must be billions of album covers, so it's difficult to come up with something new. As you guys have probably read and, you know, probably digested a lot more autobi- musical autobiographies than myself, do bands have much say over the album covers, or is it more to do with the record company? Or I think it depends. Uh, and, and you're talking about then or now? Yeah. Well, yeah, then and now. Floyd did, because they employed... Hypnosis, wasn't it? They were called. They were like um, a graphic design house that that did all Pink Floyd stuff. Um, but yeah, so they employed them to do it. So they, yeah, they had final say on yeah on it. And I think they gave them demos as well, you know, to listen to, so that they could. And yeah, obviously. The thing is with Floyd, they were a visual band right from the off. So you know, the groundbreaking visual band. So it's very different, really to compare them, you know, with other, I don't know, the contemporaries of the time, whether they had as much involvement. They already had an audience as well, so they 
I think they had a deal with EMI as well. Well, it was Harvest, but it was EMI essentially that they did have artistic control. Right, yeah. Which was pretty rare in the late Yeah, season. yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. You know, unless you'd already made it. Yeah, and then you could call the shots. But then I was going to say Peter Saville, of course, famously for Factory Records, you know, and Joy Division New Order. Yeah. Um, I believe Ian Curtis would pick out or Bernard would pick out the odd things that they liked out of books that they liked, and then Pete Savile would go away and you know create a work of art from it. But they make iconic covers, don't they? Those you know, I mean, there's plenty of crap covers from history as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely, absolutely. You know, yeah. Um, and I think, like you say, John, there's probably a lot of that is to do with maybe the band not being so, so involved with it. Yeah, detached from it. Yeah. Or even when they are involved, they just make bad decisions. Yeah, yeah. Great, they're great musicians, not necessarily yeah. great, uh, you know. Yeah. And moving swiftly on. Uh, <laughs> Sirens of Titan, Tim Heidecker, your next one. So, Tim Heidecker, I've, who, who's this chap? I, I did look this up, actually. Um, he's best known as comedian, writer and actor, apparently. Um, and he's teamed up with Kerbal. So let's have a listen to it and see what it sounds like. Must have got a deal on her. Peter on net in a Baghdad hotel. Peter on net showing us Baghdad and getting bombed to hell. Peter on net showing scud missiles heading for Israel. Listening to Sunday morning, Venus and Furs. Think about some bad news, think about the bad news. Think about the good grades I should have got in my work I gotta do. Enjoy that. Is, is, he the, is he the Matt Berry equivalent, American Matt Berry? <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> he's a comedian. Have you seen, he's got, you seen his album then? It's yeah, I know. He's prolific as a musician as well, isn't he? 
yeah, I was surprised that he's he's um, released so much. But yeah, considering that's a, it's clearly not a, a funny. That's not a comedy song, is it? I don't, I don't think Kurt Wilder's comedy. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I've definitely got to listen to that. Two Done for Suicide, Tom Heidecker's Trump songs. My God, yeah, that sounds that sounds amazing. But what I like about it is right the first um, the first line of that song. It's it's, it's obviously a mid tempo song. The first line of it sounds like it. You think, oh yeah, okay, this is going to be very mid tempo, very mid American. You know, Kurt Vile does that, but he does it really well. But then the second line comes in, and already it's unexpected. You know, there's there's a, a there's I think there's a key change. I think there's a key change, mm. and it goes up. And and I, I just really like the way that song's put together, and really kind of curious lyrics as well. I'm still not quite sure what it's about, but he's obviously painting a picture of him and his bedroom yeah. in Baghdad or wherever it is and listening to Venus in Furs by the Velvet Underground. And um, yeah, it's just uh, a really, it just it sounds fantastic with, uh, you know, hi-fi headphones on. As we yeah. <laughs> so what about you two? Do you like that? I love that. I think that's great. It was in my notable mentions. Honourable mentions, sorry. But, uh, yeah, anything Kurt Vile. Touches, really. Yeah, he, 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 yeah, he's just quality, isn't he? And I, I talk about guitar sounds. I love that the sound that's the uh, guitar when it comes does that sort of yeah. weird, weird solo. It's quite eighties that good. The rhythm guitar, anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, no, it's the solo bit I, I love when it comes. You liked, in. yeah. I think there's a deliberate eighties production yeah. feel to it, yeah. isn't there? On yeah. purpose. But it, being the vocals, it's all. It's I don't know if it's the two of them singing, but it's kind of unusual. Um, but yeah, I love the other thing I love about Kurt Vile is the his band name, Kurt Vile and the Violators. I think it's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that one definitely gets sword thumbs up from us. So then on to you, Lowney, for your final number two, Black Lab, Letitia Sadia. Yeah, this is one of the Stookies. Um, again, you're doing very well today, Stooky. How is it? <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's a Mark Riley tune, though. It's one he's been putting ah. So it's really got inside my head. But, yeah, great tune. Unfortunately, you listen to the rest of the album, and the rest of the album's not so good. Oh, dear. This is a tune. Well, here we go. This is Black Lovely Pieces. Said here, House, Sparrows and Cuts.
Boom duo there from Osaka. <laughs> I do like that. Or maybe I should have put that on instead of Gillip, I know. Mm. Well done, Lane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more Japanese stuff. I've gone Japanese. I know. Yeah, yeah. I think. Unwittingly. I think. I really think so. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bio on um, the bio on. Um, on Spotify, uh, it mentions more genres that I've never heard of in one <laughs> one paragraph. You must, have, yeah. you must have heard of Stone of Doom. No, no, go go back down to it again. Yeah, immersed in the Japanese Stone of Doom scene. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many how many bands can you name from that? I mentioned Mudhoney's there. Yeah, I'm not sure. Where I don't know. Uh, they sound a bit to me like Stereo Lab. Yeah, in fact, uh, look up Letitia Sadly, John, um, because she's. I think the reason Mark Riley has been playing it is probably more because of her. Dan Black um, Lab. Yeah. But I can't remember where she's from. Ah, uh, there you go. She is the lead singer of Stereo Lab. Oh, right. It is her. Right. Ah. I, I didn't want to commit to saying okay. that, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. That, that explains why I came across it as well. <laughs> yeah. And then that'll be why he's been playing it. A lot yeah. Well. yeah. She's got a very distinctive delivery, hasn't she? Yeah, again, those 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 guitars, I love I love a bit of Stone of Doom, rock me. Who doesn't really? <laughs> <laughs> Japanese Stone of Doom. Yeah, man. Stuki, you those thumbs up from you then as well. Yeah, well, I put it on. <laughs> just said you just put on Murder Capital. Who you said you didn't really like? No, no, but I like that track. Oh, I yeah, got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. I don't put anything on <laughs> I actively don't like. Sometimes I put things on thinking, oh, so-and-so will like that. And I think with that one, I probably thought Japanese Japanese stone of doom rock. Oh, Lanny will like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I do like that. Yeah, it's, it's uh, and uh, yeah. Right, and well, we get to that pivotal moment now where um, we're, we're going to discuss the band who are falling in love with this year. And this is Ghost Woman. Um, Stooky, you put them on, but this isn't a track that you put on. This is a track that I put on. So my number one this week, it's quite self-servicing really, but it is the song that, it's the opening song on the album and it just sounds absolutely bloody amazing on vinyl. So I'm going to play this song now and I've got a little introduction for you, Lowney, that you can put over it. <laughs> okay. A little bit of a Mac meditation, shall we say. So I'm probably going a bit over top with this, but uh, I'm going to press play now and, and give my little speech. Just imagine yourself walking down beside the beach. The sun is gently warming the freckles on your face. You can feel the wind tickle the tiny hairs on the back of your neck. You can taste the salty sea breeze on your moist lips. And today is the day that you feel alive. Today is the day that you become alive.
know, but I just, that song for me is just perfection. It literally doesn't get any better than that. It's just, I don't know what, what it does to me, but that is just, yeah, it's just wicked, man. Have you, have you uh, cleared up after yourself, John? <laughs> I'm going to let just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, just sometimes those albums and those songs that just all run perfectly together. And this is, the, for an opening track on an album, it just sets the scene for everything else mm, that comes. Mm, mm. I was just about to say, that's an odd, an odd opener. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. yeah. You know, quite, quite mellow, quite chilled. It is such a relaxing song. You really love this um, California West Coast vibe, yeah. though, don't you? So if I teleport back... I'd have to go to like sixty nine, I think maybe sixty, just to get. Yeah, you're gonna have to go and listen to some early birds and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to go. Really like that. Go sixty nine with some early birds. (laughs) 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 Oh, there's an edit. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be getting (laughs) cancelled. Not too early. (laughs) Oh dear. Has anyone else listened to the album much or give it much time? I haven't listened to it as a whole album, to be honest, which is which is oh. crazy given how much of, you know I've added. And we've, but yeah, no, I I will get around to it. Um, I think it's one of those bands though. I, I I like their stuff in the in the playlist, uh, and I'm I'm slightly sort of concerned that I might not like too the much album. of the same thing. Yeah. But uh, like that close harmony singing, I like it for one song, but I don't like it constantly through an album okay um but yeah i love i love that track. it's a great track it's um i i imagine that either as a kind of um film film track backing track you know yeah or a road movie or something like that you know yeah one of the things i was thinking about the other day when i was listening to this i was like what why, why do i like this and i think yeah it, really, it has a, it has an air of steppenwolf in it as well i think it does but it's that california thing yeah. again yeah, yeah. um what I realised there with the headphones on, it's the the reverb on it as well. It's, yeah. It's um, very much like that surf stuff from the early 60s. Yeah. Um, it's a very distinctive you know, guitar sound. I was trying to work out kind of how yeah, they got probably that. Fender amps as well, isn't it, that were famous for that. Yeah, it might, it might just be simple like that, a classic setup. But to me, it sounded like um, played through a small amp sound. Mm. It's not a big... Yeah. It's quite a brittle sound. I remember listening to uh, Keith um, Keith Richards talking about it, saying, you know, to get a big... I think it was something like um, Satisfaction or something. He played it through a really small amp to get that sound, you know, that kind of kind of yeah. buzzy sound, yeah. you know, and everyone goes chasing big guitar sounds by playing it through big amps. It doesn't necessarily yeah. work that way. That's great. If, you, if you're performing live, then you need a bigger amp, but for recording, a small amp often does the trick. So, yeah, I'm just, uh, as I said, my love affair continues with Ghost Woman, and um, mm. I-, I hope you enjoy it as much as me, although I doubt you will. <laughs> Don't enjoy it as much as you, John. Um, <laughs> I think he gets the thumbs up around. Yeah, I think it was because I was on holiday and I was in Mallorca and I was on the beach and had a couple of beers and just life felt very good. Mm. Yeah, well, all that, that genre, you know, that I keep banging on about, particularly the original version yeah. of in the late 60s it's you know it's very feel good it was optimistic wasn't it, it yeah 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 at a time when the world was shit yeah <laughs> vietnam yeah, like, yeah. most of yeah. it was most of it was protest music yeah, yeah. but it's all very uplifting kind of songs yeah. and stuff you know? so that was my number one for today uh, and this month your number one stooky 
Yeah. The the chain. Posted by Steve. It's not the F1. It's not the F1. Chain. No, it's not that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Uh, Beer Tawil? Is that how I, have I said that right? Beer Tawil, yeah. Go on. Have you do you know anything about this? I guy? do. Now, now this, oh, you can d- disappear down an endless rabbit hole on this. Beatawil is a piece of unclaimed land between Egypt and Sudan. Ah, so it's a region. It's yeah. It's basically it's about twenty miles wide, sixteen miles across, or something like that. Uh, so basically, it goes back to, of course, the British rule. Of, you know, uh, of when Britain drew up the maps and they came up with a version which. Uh, Basically, they came at one version of the map and then another version three years later. And so Egypt and Sudan to this day still squabble over which version takes uh, precedence. And they right. both refuse to claim that piece of land because it means that they have no claim for a much larger piece of land, which is right next to it. Yeah, this is a strange one from Steve because it's um, a, a duo. Um, I think they're UK or France-based uh Sudanese or some, something like that. It's the same yeah. thing on the, on the bio. Um, but the whole album is about that piece of land. So it's the title of the band and it seems to be the subject of the album. So I don't know what this particular song's about. Um, I tried following the lyrics, but um, so, yeah. So. Spooky, mate. That, that, that's, <laughs> that's amazing knowledge. And uh, I tell you what, if nothing ever comes to the ALS show, I think you'll definitely get a spot on the National Geographic podcast. <laughs> With about 17 <laughs> listeners now. <laughs> so here we go, Beto Will, and let's have a listen.
Yeah, it's that sounds like it's been mastered quite high, man. Mm, yeah. Compared to yeah. everything else. Yeah. I really like that. I mean, I don't even know what half the instruments are. Is that a guitar? It's hard to tell. That really sort of distorted one. It could be. I can say nice grunty guitar, but yeah, it could, be, could be some anything put through a few pedals or yeah. something, couldn't it? Yeah. Like a mandolin or something, no? And too, too uh, well, who knows? Or some local kind of, you know, instrument, you know. Some... Even the, the kind of percussion at the beginning, which I really like, it sounds like somebody shifting boxes in the flat above. You know, it's just <laughs> not a drum kit. That is, just doesn't sound like any drum kit you'd hear. But I love it. It's it, I love the fact that I don't know, not really sure what any of the instruments are. So, finally, your last but no means least, Lonnie. Um, and you're quite insistent on having this track this month. <laughs> yeah, this is Brian again. He's getting a bit like Woody, doesn't put much on, but yep. when he does, they're, they're bangers. Um, this is a weird one because I looked these up and it's their first EP, apparently. Okay. But I've been aware of the name for ages. Um, thought they'd been around for a while. Um, but according to Bandcamp, it's their first EP. Okay. So. I think they're British. Is um, is their name uh, sold in politics at all? Or well, yeah, you'd have to. I'm not going to go into that. You'll have to wiki it. Yeah. Um, it's a whole thing. It's not quite what you'd expect. Okay. Um, it's to do with uh, Islamic fundamentalists. Oh right. Okay. Right. Um, Gosh. And people on on the right branding, you know, a certain group, the regressive left. Wow. Because they sympathise with certain Islamists. Idealists. I didn't fully get it. No. Yeah, that's where the name comes from. It's a great name. Yeah, right, and here we go. This is the wrong side of history. Oh 
far too poppy for you, Laney, that one. Mm. <laughs> proper tune, that is. Proper banger. Proper tune, yeah. yeah. Get you up on the um, dance floor, that will. Would that get you get, get on your dancing shoes for that one? No. <laughs> <laughs> Laney don't dance. <laughs> no, Laney don't dance, no. Um, last month, I said personal trainer, I think it was, reminded me of LCD. Yeah, yeah that's right, yeah. That song even more so yes <laughs> yeah you know reminds me of lcd yeah definitely yeah and again pro is vocal but i love the lyrics as well yeah um, i think we caught it just there the um, becoming a meme but they saying about you're only concerned about free speech when it impedes your freedom to be a dick, <laughs> i just love yeah that. um no, it's just a tune, and I kept playing it over and over. So I was, that's why I was insistent. <laughs> I was having it. Uh, Stooky, what do you think of that one, mate? Yeah, I quite like it. I quite like it. It's It's got a lot of energy. It's not the sort of thing I'd usually go for, but yeah. No, it's, it isn't, is it? There's something quite irrepressible about it, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah. Well, that concludes July's. On to the next bit. What's up, your, What's up, your... We have the honourable mentions. Honourable mentions and hidden sleeves. So I've got uh, Greta Handling. I think you put that one on. Grave Goods, Iguana Difficult, um, Andy Bell tune, Light Flights. That was that was a quality tune. Um, Ian Skelly. You know that's a cover, don't you? Um, I'll carry on. I'm not. I'm not. Hey, Mac, you know. The... Is it in the, in the Ian Bowie? I was about to say. No, no, it's Ian Bowie. Ian Bowie. Yeah. Ian David's Bowie. brother. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Bowie. <laughs> it was like a, it's a cross between Ian Dowie and Ian Beale there gone wrong. Yeah. There's our showtime. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Bowie. This, 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 sounds like, this sounds like Ian Bowie. It's um, like sort of thing your mum would say, isn't it? Are you listening to that Ian Bowie again? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a right racket. Yeah, Ian Skelly, I see you dead dreaming. Um, uh, getting on to my hidden sleeve for July. Um, my hidden sleeve would actually be Ted Benson, Black Hole Blues. But it was a, a, a memorable and magical time for Birmingham in July and August. And for that reason... Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> for that oh. reason... Oh, oh, oh fuck my God. <laughs> no. Two in one episode, John. What are you <laughs> trying to do to our listening figures? No. For that reason? No. I'm not no. putting this in there. No. no. Lowney Lowney is not, it has I'm editing not, rights. I'm not, you no, can play it, but it no, won't get I'm not, I'm not, it won't make the cut. It's not gonna make the episode, <laughs> so you can pick another no, one. <laughs> you have to let well, can we play out with the end no. of it? Can we play out the end? You can't veto you veto in my pick my hidden sleeve. You don't like that. I love that. <laughs> I'm generally me and my wife <laughs> love don't. that song. I don't believe we love that song. Mate, I've been serious. Welcome to my city, welcome to my place, welcome to my zone, hello. Welcome to my city with beautiful people with smile for them face, hello. Welcome to Town Hall Ball Triangle, O2 Academy, hello. Wagwan, hello, oh oh. Grand Central. Some say Brum, some say Birmingham. We say Birmingham, bitch. We say Birmingham strong. City bad man, pandy television. Peaky blind, that's how we call it bad land. Home of the Blues Villa and West Bam. Bourneville, Fort Dunlap, British Mailand. You streets, Snow Hill, more street station. UK connection, Spaghetti Junction. Ah, it's a Brum thing, it's a 
I can't believe you've been so disrespectful tonight. I tell you what, if I didn't like you, <laughs> I wouldn't speak to you again. <laughs> I'm really upset. Okay. Lanny, I'll send you that uh, tumbleweed uh, sample over to play after <laughs> the end of that track, okay? <laughs> Maybe some sharp intakes of breath. And we'll play out with uh, Pass the Duchy on the left hand side. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. That's better song. Well, it is, isn't it? It's a tune. Yeah. Do you know what? You know, at least I'm consistent today. You are consistent, yeah. Yeah. I opened with a pile of shit. I was going to say, I opened with a steaming turd and I ended with a steaming turd. (laughs) Yep. You said it. Uh, Stooky, your sleeve and honourable mentions, please, my friend. Right. Okay. Uh, So, honourable mentions. First up, American Pie by Jade Bird. Cover, obviously. And the reason why I mention that is I absolutely loathe that that song. Always have. Just don't know why. I just cannot stand it. I've never understood why it's so popular. Um, but I heard Jade Bird's version. I was like, wow, that completely reframes it for me. She's yeah. got a great voice anyway. Yeah, suddenly I heard, I, I realised it was his his voice maybe I don't like. Maybe the whole production just sounds very kind of mm-hmm. dated and sort of, you know. Um, but she, yeah, really liked her version of it. So there we go. Um, Human Reciprocated by Band Spectra and The Anchoress. The Anchoress can do no wrong in my book at the moment. Yeah. And tough choice, actually, for my hidden sleeve. Um, but I'm going to go with the tune that I don't know even why I like it, and it should, doesn't make sense. But the one that misses out is Alluvium by C. Duncan, Scottish composer. Uh, great. Um, it's kind of got classical leanings. I think it comes from a classical background, but it, it's right. just really, really good. And I think it's, that's cracking on a headphone scene. But the one I'm going to go with is Driver by Drive By Truckers. Now, now anyone who remembers Convoy from the like 70s and 80s, that's kind of like in the same lineage. And that was not my bag. I'm not into American truckers. I couldn't give a toss about their you know, rantings or whatever about their uh, chosen vocation. But this song, I just cannot get out of my head. So that's it. Used to go out driving sometimes late into the night, 21, fucking around and wasting gas across the bridge to Sheffield.
Tune, man. It is a tune, isn't it? and I like the fact that the vocals are kind of spoken. Yeah, yeah. The verses, anyway. They've done loads, haven't they? I know, I know. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know if 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 all their stuff's about trucking. In which case, I won't be checking out uh, an album of that. But for for one track, I just it's just that's it's great, great, great yeah, guitar sound, great riff. The fact that they play that riff throughout, apart from the brief choruses. And it just it never gets boring, and the drums just in holding a steady backbeat, you know. And um, yeah, I, I was trying to imagine. I was thinking, what, why is it that you get these songs? American bands can play these songs, and it just wouldn't work if it was British, would it? No. I mean, the moment he says we we're driving into Sheffield, <laughs> nah, nah, it's not. I just did a double take on me. that. Yeah, yeah, no, no. yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. There we go. Well. You stole my um, hidden. Oh, really? Oh, sorry about that. No, it's fine because I was. That's why I asked you to put me last because I thought, well, I'll have that if no one else picks it. Honorable mentions: Porcelain by Stone Jesus. That's something that Steve put on, which is another like noise fest. Arcatillo by Loma. I think that's one of yours. Yeah, that rings a bell. Uh, Yeah. uh, Mountain music, um, Grupo, which I think I possibly put on. More current rock. There's a port remix um, from Bedroom and WH. But I'm going to go with da, 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 da. I'm Coming Home by Spiritual Life. Uh huh. The last track on the new album. Right, and here we go. Spiritual Life. Mary dances on the
Lots of noise there going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of them that just builds and builds. It's the same all the way through, but yeah, it builds and yeah, builds and builds. Epic. And, and it's a really good end to an album. You know, we're always saying about people not making mm. albums. Well, mm. he, he, he's made an album yeah. though, you know, he's thought about where I'm he's... glad you chose that as the last song, Lowney, because that, that nicely caps things off. You, you can't follow, <laughs> can't follow something like that where they're throwing the kitchen sink at it and giving it everything. No, it's a good job we yeah. didn't yeah. let John go lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <can you> imagine. <laughs> I was going to say that I've seen Spiritualized live, and they headlined at Mostly Folk 2015. Yeah, I never have seen them. I saw Spaceman 3, um, but never saw Spiritualized. What's the link then between uh, the two? Jason, Jason Pierce was half of Spaceman 3. Jason Pierce yeah. and Sonic Boom were Spaceman 3, uh-huh. pretty much. And they massively fell out. Um, this is in the nineties, very early nineties. Yeah. yeah, more. I mean, they were an eighties band, really. Right, um, right. So by the end of Spaceman Three's lifespan, they were pretty much the the last album was like two different albums, and you could tell who'd written what and who'd done what. And Jason was going down this very um, almost gospel kind of yeah. thing that he does. But he does it so well, the spiritualize and then mixes it all in with the, um, you know, the psychedelia and garage influences and stuff. Really good. Didn't realize that it was a new album out as well. That's that's from the Everything Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were quite a big band, aren't they, really? They were due to headline at Blue Dot, but um, I think there was a COVID thing. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not... Not a small band, not an unsuccessful. No, Stuky was that a uh, up your up your street, up your well, alley? Yeah, and I, and I I can only think that I bailed out after maybe a, I don't know what the, the the first minute or so is like on that, but I just yeah. I never I certainly didn't listen to all ten minutes, but yeah, I really like what I heard. I mean, that's so it's epic. It's, um, yeah. it, it builds and give the album a listen. Yeah. but definitely listen to the whole of that tune. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, there we go. So what's the play out song going to be? Or is it is that uh, J-Mac's choice? Uh, not, it, not, it's a prom thing, certainly. Oh, well, you're going to have to put that in sleeve then, mate, aren't you? <laughs> not, I'm not playing it twice. <laughs> Substitute it with a track, Two Minutes of Silence. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. What's John Cage? <laughs> 358 or whatever it was. What was it? Was the... <laughs> yeah. yeah, he actually wrote it down, didn't he? He scored it. It's amazing. There's even, I remember my mate, he was a classical musician telling me about that. And there's even a part for the guy that sits at the piano to turn the page. <laughs> when he gets to the end. Wow. When he gets so many bars in. So there's a key for him turn to turn the page, page, even though there's nothing on the page. Right. So there's nothing on the page, but it's all so, scored out. Yeah. I wonder what time signature is. <laughs> it's probably got on. It's probably yeah. on. It's a piece of genius. <laughs> Absolute genius. <Right. laughs> but there you go. Yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll play out with that. Excellent. Go on. Okay, right. cheers, lads. Take care. Cheers. And here's John Cage, 433.
Pass the dodgy pan the left hand side. It's a go bang. 